Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Carmen David from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. New Year's Eve. We had a good game on New Year's Eve, but not an end result that the Edmonton Oilers were looking for. Edmonton opens up a four-game road trip tonight in the Valley of the Sun against the Arizona Coyotes. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, we'll have Craig Simpson coming down the pipe around 12.35 Edmonton time. Uh, one-on-one interviews with Brandon Manning and Leon Drysaddle of the Oilers, Alex Galchenyuk of the uh, Arizona Coyotes, and comments from Ken Hitchcock and Coyotes head coach Rick Tockett. Here's how you can reach us on our Oilers Now 630 Chat Hotline. 
brought to you by Free Fallen, honoring the music of the legendary Tom Petty, January 12th at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Oilers losing their sixth game in a row against Winnipeg. That took place New Year's Eve on Monday night. The team uh, flying into Arizona yesterday. Let's do this. Let's grow right to our Oilers Now Audio Vault Hot. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Jack Michaels with a recap of the Oilers game with the call against Winnipeg. New Year's Eve, the jinx that's been in effect for 33 years. Will it end tonight? Edmonton, Winnipeg to close out the calendar year that was 2018. Gets around Truba, driving to the net center. Three shot, save! No, it's in! It's in! It's squeezed through Connor Hellebar. And the Oilers have taken a 1-0 lead. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Lowry to Morrissey, drive Truba, score. Game time. Jacob Trubo wound it up from the right point. Matt Benny didn't manage the puck well. That created the whole sequence with a turnover for Winnipeg, and they moved it around, and the Jets have come on here, and they've tied the game. Rebound. Koskinen can't find it. Tana backhanded it through the crease. It's still loose, and Winnipeg scored. I think it was Brendan Lemieux who jammed it home. Nurse, Nugent Hopkins. Nurse fakes the one-timer. One-timer drives on a score. in front to Blake Wheeler, shoots top right corner and scores. And off a dump in, the Winnipeg captain scores just his sixth goal all season. Nudged up the left-hand side, McDavid centers, backhander, score! Leon Dreisaitl off the turnover, has tied the game! 3-0 with 12.37 to play. Joe Morrow, wrist shot, deflected home. Brendan Lemieux came in with two career NHL goals and he has scored his second of the game with 5.58 to go. And for the second time tonight, Winnipeg gets the high slot deflection that Miko Koskinen was talking about before the game. All right, so the uh, Winnipeg Jets get the 4-3 victory. Uh, the Oilers, according to Oilers head coach, scoring right now, not the issue. The issue is defending. Our problem isn't scoring. Our problem is that we don't stop the balance of the group. We've got to get, we've, we, if you're not scoring, it's okay. You go through phases like that. It's, we've got enough guys that can score goals. When you've got three or four guys that score for you on a consistent basis, if they're once in a while... Uh, or binge scores, then it's a problem. But these guys are consistent. we got to do a much better job of limiting the chances on the back end of our lineup. Our back end is giving up way too many scoring chances, way too many in-zone scoring chances, way too many red zone scoring chances. we got to stop that if we want to win hockey games. All right. Uh, yes, indeed. That is Ken Hitchcock, the Edmonton Oilers head coach. Now, in that game, uh, Alexander Petrovich and Brandon Manning uh, played their first games. Hitch had these comments following the games on their performance. He, he had tough assignment. He, he played. He did a heck of a job. He played 20 minutes and he played against Shifley's line, and that was a hard match. And I thought he did a really good job. 
there's a little bit different way, and that's why Praxin today worked. He 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 has to make an adjustment on things that are going on with uh, with the way they exit the puck, which is different than what we do. So we we worked with him hard, and, and obviously Manning Manning's good. You know Manning, um, who hadn't played in a while, we we needed a practice today just to get him calmed down because he wants to kill everybody and. In the end, it's going to be good for us. But I thought yesterday, if he was guilty of anything, it was chasing contact. And, you know, we just talked to him today, just calm down, play his position. But he's so anxious because he hasn't played in a while. That's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock, who added some additional comments. Edmonton, with the six straight losses, has dropped from 18-12-3 to 18-18-3. But Hitchcock says the group isn't out of the playoffs if they can improve defensively. We're a 500 team. We probably doesn't matter how you get there. You win six, you lose six, you're still 500. We know that nine or ten over is what it's going to take to get in the playoffs. It's more than doable for us if we get better defensively. But it's not going to be doable if we don't get better defensively. And what I mean by that is our problems defensively are the way we manage the puck. And when we split everybody up, now we've got three lines trying to play risky hockey and it doesn't work. So this way we've got hopefully some conservative smart play and manage the game properly and then our big guys have to score all right speaking of the big guys uh, the orders are reloading let's take a look at uh, tonight's uh, expected lineup for edmonton based on practice yesterday we will tell you that uh uh connor mcdavid uh, leon dreisaitl connor mcdavid by the way named the nhl's third star of the week it'll be connor mcdavid up front with leon dreisaitl and zach Cassian, that's right, Zach Cassian has not scored in his last 10 games. The owner's looking for a little bit of size. Um, I would suggest Cassian might be a placeholder for one game until Alex Chason is back. Chason, by the way, skated at the owner's optional skate this morning. Uh, the owner's, by the way, were 10-4-1 before that homestand. They dropped all five games in the homestand to drop to 10-9-1. McDavid, seven goals, 22 points last 11 games. With Drysaddle, eight goals, 19 points last 11 games. And Zach Cassian, again, goalless in his last 10 games. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Milan Lucic and Yesapoliarvi. Lucic has not scored in 38 uh, games. Has not scored in 39 shots. Scored in his first shot of the year. Has not scored since. Yes, a Pugliarvi on the right side. Got to see him start to gain some traction here at some point. It's kind of uh, actually, I thought he had a good first two periods against Winnipeg and then kind of disappeared in the third. Tjar Kerr expected to go with Tobias Reeder and Ryan Spooner. Kyle Brodziak with uh, Joseph Gambardella, who played 5.57 in his Oilers debut, and Ty Ratty. Defensively, it doesn't look like Chris Russell's going to be ready to go yet, so that means it's going to be Caleb Jones with Adam Larson. Caleb Jones played 23.56 versus Winnipeg. Darnell Nurse and Alexander Petrovich. Petrovich playing 20.21 in his Oilers debut. Brandon Manning, who played 12.54 against the Jets, will be with Matthew Benning. Miko Koskinen will start in goal. He's 11-7-1 this year, a 2.60 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage. Uh, the Oilers, again, Jason uh, skating today. He got hit with a shot from the Oilers' Adam Larson. Some friendly fire that's knocked him out of the lineup. He's eligible to return Saturday night against L.A. Yamamoto is a distinct possibility Saturday against L.A. Russell took the optional this morning as well, uh, which is better than him not being on the ice. The Oilers, by the way, still without $13.7 million on defense when you factor in Sekra, Russell, 
and Clefbaum. And uh, just to further illustrate the point regarding the defense right now, and I, I know I put this tweet out last night, uh, for what it's worth, uh, the value of a top-four defenseman. Vegas went 8-11-1 while Nate Schmidt was suspended. They are 16-4-3 since he's been back. Okay, Nashville, who's got as deep a defense as there is in the National Hockey League, went 9-9-1 without P.K. Subban. After their win last night, they're 15-6-1 with him in. So those are, you know, Vegas is going to win the Pacific Division right now with the way they're going. And it's either going to be Vegas or Calgary. And Nate Schmidt is their best defenseman. He plays the most minutes on their defense. P.K. Subban, you know, you, you look at and they got Roman Yossi and they got... Uh, Ryan Ellis, uh, Matias Ekholm, but uh, that's a team that went just 500, as good as they are, without Subban in the lineup. Now, the Edmonton have two of their top four out, and really three of their top five out, when you factor in Sekru, who hasn't been available all season. But with uh, Clefbaum and Russell in, Edmonton was 17-12-2, and two, and it's, I th- I'm sure it's not lost on many of you. That, and again, you can... And we'll get to a lack of scoring depth in a second, but Edmonton won 6-1 and one without Clefbaum and Russell in the lineup tonight. Tonight's a... You can't lose this game tonight if you're Edmonton because uh, you got to find a way to get this thing turned around. Again, 1-6-1 and one without Clefbaum and Russell. So I'm not saying Clefbaum's as good as Subban or Clefbaum's as good as Schmidt. I do think that those of you that are in the advanced analytics realize Clefbaum's pretty good. Those of you that are in the advanced analytics don't like Russell much, but that combination of two is substantive. And uh, when teams lose their best defenseman, it hurts them. Now, the other part of the equation for Edmonton is they don't have any secondary scoring depth. And many of you would point out, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, well, Bob, if the Oilers had just still uh, continued to, to go with skill and not tried to, to build a bigger, heavier team, maybe they would have more scoring depth. And that is a fair perspective to have. Let's establish that right now. But I'm just going to throw this out there, just as a matter of interest, to see how much of you remember at the start of the season. The Edmonton Oilers' top three left wings at the start of the season were Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Milan Lucic, and uh, Tobias Reeder. The Oilers' top three right wings to start the season were Ty Ratty, Kyler Yamamoto, and Yesopul Yarvi. Okay? So, let's do the math. Yes, Apolliarvi leads that group, leads that group with three goals. Okay? We're excluding Nugent Hopkins here because he's been back and forth between left wing and center. But of the combination of Ratty, Yamamoto, and Apolliarvi, that's six goals from those three right wings that started the season as the top three right wings, and then Lucic and Reeder have combined for one goal. That is seven goals from five wingers that were supposed to do some of the support scoring. When you further factor in that Cam Talbot is at an 892 save percentage through 20 appearances this year, and now that the Oilers have had, you know, two of their top four defense out when Sekro was already out for an eight-game stretch, to me it's almost amazing that Edmonton's at 18-18-3. Absolutely you should be disappointed with a six-game losing streak. The Oilers have had some wild swings this year. Start of the year, it looked like they couldn't win a game 0-2 in the first couple, like they weren't close against New Jersey and Sweden. Boston took it to them pretty good in that, that first game back in North America. 
Then the Oilers found ways to gut out victories against the Rangers and uh, the Winnipeg Jets, and subsequently went in on an 8-2-1 and run under Todd McClellan. And then they lost five out of six in a stretch where Cam Talbot had four bad starts. That resulted in Todd McClellan being fired. And that was the major reason why Todd got fired. Talbot didn't stop the puck during that stretch. This is getting it down to we can talk about other aspects of the game, but when your goaltender doesn't stop the puck, coaches get fired. That's kind of how it works. Ken Hitchcock comes aboard. Ken Hitchcock goes on a 9-2-2 and run. Now the Oilers are having problems keeping pucks out of the net again. Uh, Koskinen looking to get that turnaround. But the other part of the equation for Edmonton is they've not had support scoring. Further illustrated by the fact that McDavid is up there top five in the league and scoring 58 points in 38 games. Connor McDavid is on pace for a 120-point season. He is on pace for a 120-point year. Leon Dreisaitl's got 49 points in 39 games. He is on pace for a 100-point season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has 36 points in 39 games. He's on pace for a 75-point season. And somehow the Oilers are in a scenario where almost halfway through the year where Raddy, Poliarvi, Yamamoto, Lucic, and Reeder have a combined total of seven goals. So it's a double whammy. They haven't had, when they haven't had the stops, they haven't had the scoring to bail them out. And now they have some injuries on defense. And you can speak to the lack of depth, but I, I, seriously, I'd like to know how many of you, like Brendan, at the start of the year, given how well uh, Ty Ratty was the leading scorer in the NHL in preseason, uh, I think he had eight goals in the preseason, Ty Ratty. I think Paul Yerby had three, and I think Yamamoto had four or five. Could you have envisioned, Brendan, the combination of Ratty, Pogliarvi, Yamamoto, Lucic, and Reeder having seven goals halfway through the year? I remember at that time laughing at the fact that there was question over the winger depth, and it just looked like they had figured it out, and it looked like, yes, he was going to take a huge step forward, and Raddy was going to assimilate, and it fell off a cliff, and I, I don't think anybody could have forecasted that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think anybody forecasted at the start of the year that Miko Koskinen would have better numbers than Cam Talbot over the last six to eight weeks of the season. Like, I don't think anybody saw that. But the one thing I think people did agree with, I think there was always some concern about the depth on defense. And the double, and that was my point. Like, you know what? Every team in the league, everybody's got injuries. There are no excuses. Uh, The Oilers don't have a lot of... uh, what's the term? Uh, currency with the fans right now because, hey, the team's missed the playoffs 11 out of 12 years. And a lot of people say, Bob, Edmonton needed to get better uh, better forwards, better wingers. And, you know, they, they needed to have a better option to replace Sekra than the combination at the. I mean, originally it was going to be Arabic. Uh, then they brought in Garrison, who, by the way, took a mutual uh, termination agreement today, so he must have a job over in Europe. So he's right out of the NHL. Um, but it, it, it's it's a double whammy, and I I can tell you right now my wildest dreams when we started the year over in Germany and Sweden I did not think for a second we'd be sitting here and the Oilers have played 39 games so far they're basically at the halfway point of the year with seven combined goals from Ratty, Pulleyarvi, and Yamamoto on the right side, Lucic and Reader. I mean that is just. 
Who would have possibly envisioned that? And, and, and you know what? Maybe there was some of you. I knew there was no way Lucic was going to come back uh, and, and be an effective offensive player. Okay, good on you if you were that guy that you know was going to say that. But I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I thought I thought Lucic could bounce back and score 15 to 18 goals this year. I thought Rowdy had a chance to score 15 to 18. I thought that Yamamoto. Um, I'll have to look at my preseason. I mean, I didn't have Alex Chase on scoring 16. And that's another thing that I'm going to bring up right now. The Oilers, the, obviously they've missed Oscar Clefbaum. He's their best defenseman. People say he's not a top-two defenseman, okay? There are 31 teams in this league, okay? That means there's 62 D-men in the league slotted in a top pairing. Now, is, is Oscar Clefbaum a top-15 defenseman? No, but he was having a decent year, and he's an important player in Edmonton. 25 minutes a game. Chris Russell, and again, I, I know the numbers. Trust me. I respect the people that do the work on the numbers. There's some things that don't always come through. And I, when the Oilers get Chris Russell back, they might get a better Darnell Nurse, who, even though he's put up points, this is how crazy this game is. This is how numbers can work anywhere you want. Darnell Nurse has three goals and 12 points in his last 12 games. It's pretty good for a defenseman. He's on the power play. The power play's clicking a bit. He's minus 10 over his last four games. He'll be a better player when Chris Russell comes back. So you got, you know, obviously we know Clefbaum's out a while. It's a huge loss for Edmonton. Plays 25-25 per game. Russell, a guy that's played under Ken Hitchcock's system, big loss as well. Absolutely. For the purposes of this team. At it. And, and I'm not, just you know, with Sekra, he's weeks away from coming back. I've been saying that for weeks. I'm not convinced for a second that when he comes back he can legitimately help the team defensively. I don't think he may not be able to play ahead of some guys. That's just the reality of the situation. Two significant injuries for a player in his 30s. I think there has to be a degree of pragmatism there. Uh, so we talked about Clefbaum's loss is obvious. Russell's loss, for those of you that are old schoolers and like guys that play bigger than their size and heart, that's a big loss. Chason has been a revelation for this team because he has picked up some of that offensive scoring role. But the bottom line here is, you know, every team in the league gets it. The Oilers don't have a ton of depth, and the guys that needed to take a step forward uh, don't make it happen here. It's 12:26. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton. This is Oilers now. We got Craig Simpson coming up today at uh, twelve thirty-five. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.